This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. So I'm wearing this funny little hat because it's the holiday season and frankly, it makes me smile inside. I hope it puts a smile on your face. It's actually pretty warm. This, all these lights on, it's pretty warm, but I'm going to wear it for this, for this particular live stream. This one's going to be about New York City real estate. Uh, on this channel, you know that I've been talking about one second, I need to hang up on this wholesaler calling me to buy one of my houses. Ah, anyways, so again, I'm going to be talking about New York City real estate. Uh, I've been talking about Las Vegas now for several months with Brian Lebo. It's been fun to watch. Records uh, set every month, I think, for the last five months, but I think it's starting to slow down and crack. Uh, we talked about San Francisco here in the last three or four days. Total train wreck. Uh, I talked about Orlando and something else recently. Um, oh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. So now I want to talk about New York City. New York City is important to me. It's one of the first three cities I selected all time ago, like nine months ago. I'm going to watch Vegas because I think that's going to be kind of very acute pain because it's so service-based. San Francisco because of the tech shutdown. And then just New York, because I saw a lot of the reasons in the urban development that people that were being shut down, Broadway, restaurants, things of that nature, plus work from home. So I selected those three cities and I've already talked about two of them. So I thought I should talk about what I'm seeing in New York City. So first and foremost, it should go without saying, but just in case you don't know, New York City is historically one of the most competitive and expensive real estate markets in the country. Uh, if not routinely in the top 10 of the world. Uh, it was hard, hard hit by the first wave uh, to hit the U.S. of this, of this virus. Uh, unemployment before, right, think December was 3.4%. It spiked to 20.3%, now roughly 16%. So better, but a long way to go. Other things we have seen already in New York are rents. Rents across the board are down 10.4%. Uh, studios are down 15.4%. In addition to that, it is clear that many of the wealthy have chosen to either A, go to their second residence or buy a second residence. Uh, you are seeing suburbia outside of New York have record transactions. The small cities are going crazy, as is the exodus to places like Florida and Nashville. Uh, today is clearly, clearly, clearly a buyer's market as well as a renter's market in New York City. This is the first time in 10 years, and this is part of the healing process. I believe New York City, at least from a rental perspective, has kind of hit bottom. I think we are going to see the worst of it December and January. And the bottom may go on for months, but we will stop declining you know, month after month. I think the bottom is close in New York. 
unlike San Francisco, I think San Francisco's got months of pain. I don't think they've felt the depths of their employers leaving and discouraging employees from living there. Uh, I don't think Vegas has felt really any pain yet. So I think Vegas fall is coming. But I think New York was fast and I think it will bottom first. Uh, Man Manhattan, when you look at the five boroughs, is clearly the hardest hit, right? All those financial office towers are shut, work from home, restaurants, midday lunches, all of that shut, Broadway shut. Uh, Brooklyn, uh, actually doing much better, right? Brooklyn offers more options for real estate instead of high rise. There are some single family homes. Uh, there are space, even little backyards are uh, in high demand in New York. So you are seeing movement within New York. Maybe they're exiting Manhattan and buying in Brooklyn. That is absolutely happening. Other things to appreciate is the pain in New York actually started in 2017. That's what some people don't realize. They look at this health crisis and they think New York, but realize the pain started in 2017. It maybe have been exaggerated or expanded because of the virus. But 2017, the SALT deduction, state and local taxes, uh, it was limited to $10,000. That has a huge impact on New York and California. And that had made owning expensive real estate a little bit less interesting. On top of that, in 2019, before this virus, uh, the New York City government passed a tax on all properties sales over a million dollars. It was actually a progressive tax. So the more expensive property you bought, the more taxes you paid. This is going to become a theme in New York and San Francisco, and it is why people are leaving. It is why people are going to places like Florida, like Nevada, like Nashville. But this tax started at 1% and went all the way up to 4.15%. This tax the wealthy is making the wealthy leave. And it is making transactions of million-dollar properties less and less because extra taxes. So in New York City, it's clear that March and April were the worst of it. Uh, the real estate industry in New York was non-essential. So essentially, transactions stopped, showings stopped. Um, in all, there were some transactions that completed uh, over April to July. Transactions were down 40%. In April alone, they were down 53.1%. Fast forward to October, we are seeing inventory rise in New York. Uh, like inventory, when I talked about San Francisco, was up 97% and is a problem. New York is up 53.2% year on year. Days on market in Manhattan over a hundred days. That is a, a buyer's market. Manhattan is a buyer's market. Uh, Manhattan hasn't had days on market over a hundred in probably a decade. Uh, what we're really seeing in New York when I uncovered the data and I read about a dozen articles is there's kind of two markets. Uh, the market above $2 million, where, wherever you are in the five boroughs is very slow. Biggest discounts, highest days on market, largest inventory increases. So if you happen to be a wealthy buyer looking to make a deal, uh, this is the time you can find a deal. I found some articles talking about new construction, these high-rise towers uh, taking 50% off some of their original asking price. So if you're, if you're in the mood for a $20 million condo, you could be in luck because it used to be $40 million. But if you're the average person and 
calling somebody average that can buy a two million property is that's not average, but anyways. Uh, if you're below two million, that market is pretty hot. It is picking up, especially, especially, especially if you have a yard, right? If you have a row house or something where there's a little little front yard but a little backyard, those are flying off the shelf. If it's under two million, what is happening is people that live in Manhattan high rises are selling or listing. And they're buying in Brooklyn, in Queens, and things of that nature. The supply-demand balance is, is out of whack. And there is going to be some price resets and rents resets. As I said at the open, I believe rent resets have already got there. It's falling fast. I think we're still going to see some price differences. Manhattan certainly feels like it has more pain as people exit with financial means, as they look for places with space either in New York City or out. Um, and the demand is also abating. Uh, the, the, the new, the new entrants to New York city are lower, uh, and slower than it has been because of this. And then lastly, one of the articles I talked about, I tried to validate this with another article, but couldn't, it seems like one in seven small landlords. I don't know what small means. I'm guessing less than 20 units, less than one in seven or one in seven small landlords. Uh, in New York is likely, yes, likely to default on property taxes, water, and sewer in the first quarter of 2021. This is kind of the big fear, right? You're obviously going to have some owner occupants in financial distress and they're in forbearance. But when you have frustrated landlords, you have landlords that bought in 1819 that are financially strapped and the rents are down and vacancies are up and evictions are up, they're going to default. They're going to become the motivated seller. Now, do they default to a level and it goes back to the bank? Do the banks extend and pretend? Lots to be had. But I was amazed that one in seven New York mom and pop landlords is actively thinking they're going to have to default on property taxes, water, sewer in the first quarter of 2021. That's not good. That probably means there are going to be some deals and opportunities. Uh, but remember from some of my past videos, a foreclosure in New York takes time. From memory, the average days for foreclosure in New York in the 08 crisis was 1,400 days. It's a non, oh, it's actually a judicial state. California is a non-judicial state. Judicial states like New York take forever to foreclose. So for you young um, YouTube entertainers that think this one in seven small-time landlords will create foreclosures in 2021, not likely. Some of them who have equity and want out and want to take some pennies off the table, sure, that will be inventory. But this great foreclosure wave that some of you are calling for, history says it ain't happening in 2021. So in the end, when I think about New York City, I believe New York City, when I compare it to Las Vegas and San Francisco, those are the three markets I've been talking about for six to nine months. I think New York hits bottom first. I think it's really close. I think it's December or January that New York hits bottom for rents and for prices. I think it builds from there. I do think New York comes back first. Uh, I think San Francisco is 
on a years of decline. And frankly, I don't think Vegas has felt any pain yet. I think Vegas's pain is coming. So again, I think New York is fastest to the bottom, thus um, bottoms and then returns. I think San Francisco's got years of pain ahead in Vegas. Vegas has been surprising, uh, at least when you look at the real estate numbers. There's got to be pain coming. So that's what I got for New York. I've also researched Nashville. I will be doing my Nashville live stream probably in a couple hours. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. Leave comments below. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. And man, this is hot. Oh, I take that off. Take care, everyone. Bye.